I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. This is The Rich Eisen Show. Three seconds to go. We're tied at 90. Here comes Suggs. Long three for the win. From the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Iron Eagle here on the Rich Eisen Show. Jalen Suggs could easily be the number one pick in the draft. He could be one, he could be two, he could be three. He's he's going to be a legitimate NBA player. The Rich Eisen Show. Earlier on the show, CBS sports broadcaster Jim Nance. Still to come. From NBC Sports, Peter King. And now... It's Rich Eisen. All righty, everybody. Welcome to the second hour of this edition of the Rich Eisen Show. Our first hour was all about Nance. Jim Nance called into the show. What a great chat with Jim, who's calling tonight's national championship game on CBS alongside Bill Raftery and Grant Hill. Um, and uh, that will go down tonight. And then Jim's going to head off to Augusta National for Masters Week. That was uh, just a great conversation. If you missed it with Jim, that's what our YouTube page is for, youtube.com slash Rich Eisen Show. If you're watching on Peacock, it's free. If you're not, you can watch us every day between 12 and 3 Eastern time. You can uh, check out all of our videos on Peacock as well, as well as the rear version of this show every single day. You can get every single video, uh, again, on our YouTube page and select videos at Rich Eisen Show on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. 844-204-RICH is the number to dial. Chris Brockman, Mike Del Tufo, and their usual hey, hey, spots Rich. over there. And then TJ Jefferson, good to see you over there, sir. Does anybody know about the quake? Yep. Uh, it was 4.0 at 444 this morning. Man. It definitely woke me up. And um, and so it's good to see everybody alive yeah. and well uh, here Happy today. To uh, Peter King's going to join us in about uh, 20 minutes' time. It's NFL Draft Month, so we're going to turn our attention to a lot going on in the football world. Um, I couldn't be more excited about it. Very fired up. So uh, we'll get to Peter shortly. One of the things, obviously, we talked about in the first hour, uh, also with Jim Nance, was the national championship uh, weekend semifinal contest. Baylor blows out his alma mater, Houston, and that was a, okay, uh, let's see what Gonzaga and UCLA have to offer, and then what Gonzaga and UCLA offers totally eclipses the earlier game. It's as if um, you know Baylor got a buy into the to the championship game tonight because again Gonzaga winning in the manner in which it won uh, with UCLA being the Cinderella and Gonzaga being the monster that has an opportunity to win historically. It was just a wild affair. And plus, the final score of 93-90 is entertaining. We saw great defense. We saw tremendous action. And we saw the ball go in the basket. We saw it all. We saw efficient defense. We saw efficient offense. We saw the ball go in the basket despite some terrific defense. The officials didn't really blow it either. There were, you know, oh. Suggs uh, blocked Riley, right, uh, later in the yeah, game. Now, the game. Uh, he, he did hit his hand. 
Um, and I know, I guess, what, hand is part of the ball? He kind of ticked the ball uh, first. I thought that was a clean play. I don't yeah. know. And, and then the, the Timmy charge that at Nance brought up that could have changed the fortunes because Juzang went in with yeah. .7 seconds to go in regulation. If it was a block, Timmy would have fouled out, wouldn't have been available for the final you know, heave, if you will. And Juzang going to the line is a terrific free throw shooter. Um, that would have been it. I thought that was an excellent charge call. I thought he absolutely yeah, was there. I yeah. thought his feet were set. He was outside the semicircle. We see the yep. still photograph of it. And so we're not sitting here bitching about officiating. It really was just a terrific game. Now then, I'm not just sharing this story because um, my wife's on a plane and can't hear it. <laughs> when I was an intern for the Staten Island Advance, I, uh, I was, you know, a young man, and there was a, a, a young lady who was also an intern there, and um, I, I asked her out. She said no. She wound up, she said, yeah, she said no. She wound up dating somebody else there. And the person that she wound up dating, they got married. Oh, right. And so the reason why I bring that up is when you lose in the NCAA tournament, you want to see the team that uh, bounced you cut down the nets. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That, that's the go all the way. That's the analogy yeah. I got for you. Go all the way. Yeah. You, know, you want to see, you want to see, you want to see them. Walk down the aisle, if you will, yeah. and cut down the nets and win it all. If you lose and you can't go to where you want to go and you can't achieve the title, you want the other person to achieve the title, right? Or a team in your, like for me, like if whoever I'm makes it from the NFC East. Guy. I, I mean, I, I, kind of, I, I kind of am, you know, in, in all of I that. I feel like, like that. Like if we're in the same conference. I got it, but not Ohio State. I'm sorry. <laughs> I forgot about it. I'm sorry. Yes. I'm like, I, I just, I, honestly. And I, I think Ohio State fans would feel the same way. You're right They're about They're always that. saying, we would root for you if you were in the national championship game in football. And to that I say, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're, right. You're, you're absolutely right. By the right. way, I'd love to give them an opportunity to prove <laughs> me wrong. <laughs> Let's see. I don't know if we will do that anytime soon. But you see what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. So I, despite Gonzaga being able to win historically, but despite Gonzaga being generally likable. I like Mark Few. Okay, I the they're they're a they're a very very enjoyable team to watch, and they, as you know, have attempted to do this before. Not the undefeated part, but they deserve it if they win tonight. And I'm sure Baylor fans oh. will say we deserve it too, and all that business. But well, both teams but deserve it. I was rooting yeah. for UCLA, man. Yeah, I was rooting for them for them to go from the first four to the final four. Incredible. And so this is the only thing I have to say. Is there another breaking of the glass slipper that can compare to this? We've seen teams, one seeds beat two. We've seen three seeds beat ones. We've seen two seeds beat fours. We've seen that. Have we ever seen a Cinderella story have the glass slipper smashed into smithereens in the most gutting matter possible? This is that. I can't recall it. I didn't look it up. Maybe if you want to call 844-204-RICH and say, yeah, Rich, this happened, that happened. I mean, when Michigan beat Loyola of Chicago a couple years ago, it wasn't like this. Then go to overtime and then have somebody throw one in from like Lillard 
part of the court. (laughs) Dame time portion of the court. Suggs time. As good as he is and as much as he's done it before in practice, and that's what they said, it still went in, and it was still an insane shot. Still, you know. Insane. Right. Overtime, double overtime would have been there. and And here's another crazy analogy. Have you ever seen The Shining? Have you seen The Shining, mm-hmm. T.J. Jefferson? Crazy. Okay. I'm going to spoil something for you, Chris, but too bad. Spoiler I'm not, alert. I'm not going to I think it. the movie was 1980. Okay. Yeah. It's too old for Bronco. There's a character in, in the film, Scatman Crothers. Oh, great. the actor. Oh, great name. Okay. Oh, Scatman Crothers. Great actor. Done many things in life. Was also the voice of Hong Kong Fui. Number one oh, super guy. Number one yeah. super guy. Come on. Right. <laughs> whose lunchbox I had peanut butter and jelly sandwiches placed Ooh. into forever. <laughs> But Scatman Crothers in this film, okay, he plays the head chef of the Overlook Hotel. Okay. And when the Overlook Hotel closes down for the winter, there's a caretaker there who's Jack Nicholson. Okay. Who brings his wife and his son there, and the place is haunted, all right? And though there's something called The Shining, which is the name of the film, where the little boy connects with Scatman Crothers, who's all the way back east now because... It's closed. They don't need the head chef there. He's in his winter home in a warmer clime, and he shines with the boy, and he could see the horror that's about to come in the Overlook Hotel that does eventually ensue. What he does is he gets, he connects, he feels like, I have to go on a mission. I have to save this boy. I have to save this family from Jack Nicholson going crazy. He gets on a plane flies all the way to the Overlook Hotel, which is snowed in. He gets a snowcat to get all the way to the hotel. He gets into the hotel, and he's about to try and save the son. And as soon as he gets there, he gets an axe in the chest from Jack Nicholson. (laughs) Wow. That's the story of the UCLA Bruins (laughs) in this year's NCAA tournament. Gosh, what a way to go. Banked robbery is the headline oh, of the Los Angeles Times great. sports section. And and well again, for them to go from what they did all year long yeah. to the play-in game, which don't call it a play-in game, call it the first four, fine. The first four, be down, what, 13 to Michigan State, have their coach call their want-to-drive guts, if you will, into question. They come back from that. They win... Their first round, they win their second round. They make the Sweet 16 and win that game. They go to the Elite Eight and beat the one seed Michigan in a total squeaker. The opposite of the game we just saw with Gonzaga, that was 50-49 to was the final. This one was 93-90. They're playing everybody's game to perfection of their own. They're like chameleons. They're playing defense. They're playing offense. The coach is coaching out of his mind. The father is losing his mind. They get all the way to the national semifinal, and they're trying to complete their mission, and they got a bank shot axe right in the chest. (laughs) A horror of horrors. You know, all work and no play makes UCLA a dull team, right? I mean, it is insane what happened to them, and I cannot feel more for UCLA fans. 
And I know they've had all those banners in Westwood. I know what they've got. And for them to see it again and think this could be it and then go all the way. Think of the journey that they went all the way just to this point just to get Suggs throwing one in from where he threw it to end it. Holy crap. The only analogy I can make it to in my head is the shining. Here's Jalen. Here's Jalen. Nice. Correct. Well done. Well done, TJ. Because that's the only thing I could I could equate it to. That's the one thing I'm like, name me another journey that went on so long and was so hopeful and so full of goodness and spirit and something to root for, only to have something happen completely unseen that it was coming and it just instantly offs you right on the spot. And that's why, Rich, I always say I would rather lose like Houston. Now let's get into that. Let's get into that. No shot. Despite the fact that UCLA went on this journey only to get an axe in the chest like The Shining, the minute they stroll into the Overlook Hotel being the final four overtime, national semifinal overtime, I still ask any UCLA fan, would they rather have been blown out in this game, get to this point and look like Houston? Because what? It saves you the awful trouble of having to feel the dejection on the spot? Or would you have rather loved and then lost? Rather than never have loved at all, to use the Shakespeare phrase. In my marriage, I'm taking that. Yeah, but Houston still loved. The thing about UCLA is their players, their coaches, all their fans, they have to think about all the little things that could have went the other way and changed that game for the rest of their lives. They have to think about the charge call. They have to think about, oh, if we had just stopped ball, maybe it goes to double and we get another. They have to think about all those little what-ifs right. forever. Houston, eh, we just weren't good enough. We got yeah, this. Yeah, you're just not good enough, Yeah, but though. they got to the Final Four. Yeah, but you weren't good enough. Yeah, you weren't good you enough. You weren't going to win anyway. UCLA now can think about, oh, if, 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 if we could have won the championship. I Put me out of my misery. Couldn't disagree I don't want to bleed to death. I couldn't it disagree more. I'd rather be in it. I'd rather have two hours of memorable stuff. Oof. And I know that it's painful, but I would rather have loved and lost than never have loved at all. I'd rather be in it. I'd rather have a shot. Absolutely. Rather than just blown out. Well, I guess we weren't in their league. They were in Gonzaga's league. And I know they could sit there and say, if that, whatever, holding, you know, all that business. But you were there, man. I disagree. You were in it. 89 still hurts. All right, so it's one versus two. Where do you stand on this? That's a tough one, man. Like, normally I'm like, just blow me out, get the game over with, because I don't have to think about every little mistake that I made during the course of the game. But when you have something like... I don't know. This one was different. This was, a, like you said, this was an instant classic. This is a game that'll yeah, be remembered. Yeah, you're an instant classic. Um, and I know that Nance was saying afterwards, we'll be playing this forever. And a UCLA fan is like, I don't want to see this anymore. But also, but we're going to see it till I'd the ra- end of time. I'd exactly. rather you were in it rather than, how about this, than the old thing? Like, would you rather, would you rather uh, have lost in the playing game? You didn't have any of this. Because it's leading inexorably to the heartbreak that you don't want. How about that? How far do you take this, Chris? Uh, well, no, we're just how, talking no, about this. No, 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 no. no, no. The question this. was, do you, 
in a situation like this, would you rather lose like UCLA or lose like Houston? How about you we, know the outcome? And I understand this is we're going to make this a poll question, and I'll give you the terms that I think are appropriate to to post in a second. And I know you already did this over the weekend. I did it over the weekend. I know understand that, well, but did, we'll it do it again. Kind of immediate. Okay, but you, I don't know. I don't think you termed it properly. But we'll get to that in a second. Well, that well. No, no, I don't think you termed it properly. Well, Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Well, Would you? Let's 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 expand it. If you're UCLA. And you take this approach, I'd rather be blown out than not. Would you rather have lost to Michigan State? That when Mick Cronin gets into the huddle and says, you guys, this is you know our moment, and you guys aren't living up to it, you're, you're not tough enough, show everyone you're tough enough, show me you're tough enough, or whatever he said. Mm-hmm. And they, would you rather they didn't respond to that? And they lose. Michigan State goes on and plays BYU. What do you think? Would you rather have not had any of it because you don't want the heartache at the end? Yeah. Oh, you're out of your mind. What are you I couldn't disagree with about? you more. Like, Rather have none of it? What a memorable run. A memorable run yes. that ends with your heart getting ripped out that you now have to replay every April for the rest of your life. I couldn't disagree with you more. The rest though. of your life. The, mo- the memories that they Herb had Brooks, to get together. Don't lose that game. You've done it now. Don't lose. Yeah, I'm with, I'm, I'm with like, Chris. Not even have the run I don't want to be there. Okay, so let's make this a poll question. No, like, what do you say? Knowing the outcome? It's knowing the outcome. Knowing the outcome, would you rather A, be in it, lose a heartbreak, or C, no thank you, I'm a sweet little snowflake? Well, that, I mean, that's that's pretty aggressive. That's a, <laughs> I mean, from the guy who never played competitive sports, sweet, I mean, come I'm on. A sweet little snowflake. <laughs> like, Oh, please don't hurt me. <laughs> Just say, please don't hurt me. You're, you could, I, I mean, I could, I could say so many mean things to no, you right now. seriously. And I'm not going to. Ser- seriously. Whatever. So I didn't play profession, professional no, I, competitive this, sports saying, like that? I'm like, bro. No, I mean, what? I'd rather, I, I don't, I, I don't, no. Term it the same way you termed it. Okay. Term it the same way you term. Just refresh it if you can, the poll. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So do you want to do it the Houston, or do you just want to do it as a UCLA thing? Whatever you did over the weekend was I'm just fine. saying, if you're UCLA, I'm just would you, your I know, about- I understand. But would you rather have not made the playing, or lost in the playing no. game, or lost no, in the buzzer I, I, game? I, I think I've made my point that I, I can't understand that you'd rather have had none of the excitement, the two weeks of memory building and team building, and, 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 uh, Program building. My God, now people might go to UCLA. Well, well now you're to- talking about that's you're totally different. We're just talking about the game. game. Now the you game. have a whole life. Your entire life now is what if. And you're never going to want to watch that again. Right. I'd never want to watch that game. So again. just read, run back what you right, what you right, put the right, other right. day, in which, if I'm not mistaken, two thirds voted with me and one third voted with you, where two thirds of the people oh, said that they prefer to have had the run and be in it before getting <laughs> axed. You live with the misery your whole life. Why do you want that existence? All right. 844-204-RICH is the number to dial. Maybe we'll ask Peter King, whose Ohio team actually won a game in this tournament. Right? They beat Virginia. And then, of course, we'll talk NFL draft. What are the Niners up to? Is Darnold on the move? And so much more in a second. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the sleep number smart bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or... 
your partners. Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices make sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase. So all the guests is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for twenty dollars off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed this is the Rich Eisen Show. We're back here on the Rich Eisen Show, 844-204-RICH, number to dial. My compadre, my friend from NBC Sports, right here on NBC Sports on Peacock. His football morning in America column every Monday is must-read material, including this Monday. He is Peter King. How are you, Peter? Rich, how's it going with you? I am better for talking to you because it's draft month, Peter. I'm so excited. This is so exciting. I I know that, you know, number one is not much of a of a of a question and number two is the Jets, so there's always gonna be a question until we actually hear it, and then when we hear it we'll wonder if that was the right move. And then what the Niners did at three, I'm I'm very excited about this draft, Peter. What do you think? Well, I think one of the reasons you should be excited is that you know, I think there's three storylines right at the top. Um, I had a coach tell me last week. He said, "I've never seen, uh, I've never seen quarterbacks get pushed up the board as aggressively huh. as they're getting pushed up the board this year, where there's a real legitimate chance that the top four picks are quarterbacks." And and as as another uh, GM told me that. Other than Trevor Lawrence, at least on their board, uh, after Trevor Lawrence, there are six players before any other quarterback comes into play, and yet it could well be that the top four picks could be quarterbacks this year. That means, like, if you're the New York Giants, you know, you might get a, a great, potentially a great tackle just drop into your lap at number 11. You know, or if you're the Dallas Cowboys who really need to start rebuilding that offensive line, I mean, they have a lot of needs, but they, there are just so many interesting possibilities based on the quality and the caliber of players that are going to drop. And then I think the last thing is, what's the team right now? Is it Carolina at eight? Is it New England at 15? Or, or is it somebody else that I'm not even thinking of? Maybe Chicago at 20. What team is going to perhaps irrationally move up to try to get, <laughs> say, the fifth quarterback? Or, 
you know, if they're in love with the fourth quarterback, whoever it is, you know, move up and maybe pay too much. I mean, I, Rich, the question is, and you're you're Mr. Jet, mm-hmm. what happens if, and look, we can, we've all said, it looks like Kyle Wilson's going number two. And I do believe that that is by far, it has the best chance of happening. So what happens if they, yeah. if they, if they keep Sam Darnold, and they trade and get Carolina's one in – they trade down to eight and they get Carolina's one in 22 and one in 23. And and they have Sam Darnold for one more year. And they then put off their quarterback choice until next year or the year after. I think it's I, – hey, look, I don't know what's going to happen, but the Jets really intrigue me in this draft. Well, the, the whole reason why I would think that the Jets wouldn't trade down um, – if this is true, is that the, you know, the 49ers either a offered the same thing to the jets and they turned it down or remarkably did not even knock on the jets door potentially because I think they did knock on the jets door. And I think Joe Douglas, as I wrote a couple of weeks ago said that, uh, we're not trading the pick. And so, um, if, if that is true, if that's true, then the Jets are going to sit there and they're going to pick somebody. I doubt they're going to sit at two and take Kyle Pitts. <laughs> you know, even though it might be, even though if, if Sam Darnold stayed, uh, I bet he'd be pretty happy to have Kyle Pitts on his team. Well, if Sam Darnold stayed, they wouldn't be choosing second overall either, right? Because it would have been right. m- they would, much yeah. better worked out. Unless, which is, unless right. Rich, what, 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 what happens if they trade down and somehow, some way? Because, look, I'm not saying it's probable or, or anything. But if you trade to eight, one of those receivers or Kyle Pitts is going to be sitting there, and maybe two. Uh, so you, you just you never know what might happen. Yeah, I don't know, uh, Peter. It's just, again, when you see the, the wide receivers in this league who have been so successful from DK Metcalf to Justin Jefferson to Tyreek Hill oh, and how they're I'd all, wait. none of them I'd are wait. top 15, you know, <laughs> like to, to actually sit here and stick with the quarterback that could be very talented, you know, still in Sam Darnold because he, he's, un, he's been unfairly evaluated. There's no two ways about that. But to bring in a new regime and and tell them you need to evaluate this kid too after that would make a third different regime evaluating Sam Darnold as opposed to just starting the clock fresh, which we all know contractually what that means in terms of salary cap. And then you Look, can, I, you know, I, 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 I don't, I don't see sticking with Sam Darnold being a viable option for a team that just doesn't want to keep. Choosing, you know, top three, top four, or, or yeah. hope that the first rounders that they get are are at the top of the draft. It's time to actually start hit, hitting the win it now button, don't you think? Yeah, Peter, I agree. But Rich, if you if you trade Sam Darnold and you pick Zach Wilson, you're not winning big this year. You know, you're still building, and so, and you know, you made a great point about receivers. Does anybody remember that just four years ago? The fifth, seventh, and ninth picks in the draft were Corey Davis, Mike Williams, and John Ross. There you go. I mean, John Ross is already a washout. Mike Williams is good. He's not a big star. Uh, Corey Davis on the Jets. is pretty good, and now he's a Jet. So, I, I, again, I could not agree with you more because last year 
I thought uh, when I look back on the draft last year, uh, the best pick in the draft was, just, was Justin Jefferson being picked number 22. And, you know, so to me, you just, I think the wide receiver classes now are so good, so deep, that if you can get Chase Claypool at, I think he was 49, you know, if, if, and if, if you can get, look, I mean, Tyler Johnson, I think is going to be a really good player for the Bucks. He's a fifth round pick. And it isn't just last year. It's obviously the year before. After pick number 50, you know, A.J. Brown, D.K. Metcalf, Terry McLaurin. I mean, I, would, I look at wide receivers today like I look at running backs. You, you, can, you can get one down the line. Peter King here on the Rich Eisen Show. What are the Niners doing at three? What do they do to get up there for who? They, they must have somebody in mind, clearly. They're, they're, they're not going to evaluate everybody not named Trevor Lawrence or Zach Wilson just because, right? They, they, they must well, have I mean, actually I think, identified Rich, I, someone. I honestly take John Lynch at his word uh, when he says that we haven't decided firmly who we're taking at number three. Uh, but we now know that we can get a quarterback uh, who we can build around uh, for the future because we like uh, all three, a couple of quarterbacks. I mean, you know, okay. So and so and so and 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 the other the other point I would make, and I wrote about this today in my column, is that I really don't think Jimmy Garoppolo is going anywhere. In in part because if you're a team and you wanted to trade for Jimmy Garoppolo, do you want to trade for a guy who's missed 23 games in the last three years and who makes $24 million, and you really don't know if he can stay healthy and they want a one for him? Do you really want to do that? I don't. I want to wait until March when Jimmy Garoppolo just might, I doubt it, but might be on the street. You know, And, and so I, I, would, I would much rather keep Garoppolo if I'm the 49ers, and I think they will. And Garoppolo goes into camp as the starter, and he's got an apprentice who maybe he's not going to actually tutor and help the way a Josh McCown would, but he's going to have a guy trailing him, and uh, whether it's Mac Jones or, or Trey Lance or, or, or whoever it is, Justin Fields, we'll see. But I think the 49ers, if I had to guess right now, I'd guess they would take Mac Jones there. But that's all it is right now, and I think they're. I, I believe when they made this trade, they did not know for sure. They might have feelings about which one they they wanted if Zach Wilson goes to, but I don't think. I think that is still uh, a TBD. No, I, and I know Jed York loves his management team, and why not? Right, and Kyle Shanahan. Um, you know, uh, clearly has an idea about his, his system and who would work well in it. But I know if I'm Jed, I'm like, so you want to trade all that for just still evaluating? Like, <laughs> hey, you sure we're good with everybody? I mean, so. But Rich, isn't it isn't it possible that that John Lynch could have asked Kyle Shanahan this question? All right, Kyle. Uh, you know, you, Trevor Lawrence is out. Zach Wilson probably is out. Right. I want to know of the other three quarterbacks, or however many there are, you, you know, who could go very high in this draft. 
is there somebody here who absolutely categorically you would want to be your quarterback for the next 10 years? And Kyle Shanahan, I would bet, looked him in the eye and said yes, without any question. Why does he have to pick him right now? If he if he's looked at the tape and uh, he wants to study, let's say, Trey Lance a little bit more because he's only played one game in the last 400 days. Uh, but but again, again, I don't think it's ridiculous at all. I think the one thing, though, if you're the 49ers, you have looked at this thing and you realize that without a full-time quarterback, a, you know, a, a Garoppolo or better starter in the four seasons, you've had one really good year, and the other three years you've won six, six, and four games. So, you know, I think it would be foolhardy, honestly, to trade Garoppolo, unless, of course, they got a, a ridiculous offer, which I don't think they'll get. Peter King here on the Rich Eisen Show. Another uh, item in your in your column was uh, about Justin Fields, and, you know, it's entirely po- – I mean, everyone went crazy over the throw that Zach Wilson made in his pro day. I mean, yeah. Fields had some remarkable throws, athletic Yep. Ability on display at his pro day runs a run runs a four four forty. I mean, what, what is going on with him? It's entirely possible that that's the guy that Shanahan's identified too. Wouldn't you say? Could it could be? Uh, you know, I I don't know, but he is the guy who you hear might drop a little bit. Um, I think it's going to be really really interesting. What if Justin Fields is sitting there, let's say at nine or ten? You know, do the Patriots say? Look, uh, let's let's stop fooling around and and trade up to ten or eleven and just get Justin Fields, even if it costs us next year's one. Uh, I and look, I have no idea. It may, maybe Chicago would offer more than that, you know, if if they'd be willing to go down to twenty. I don't know, but anyway, I guess my overarching point about Justin Fields is, you know, I And again, look, I, I wrote about Dan Orlovsky. I got great regard for Dan Orlovsky. I think he's a really, really good uh, analyst. And I just think he went too far with his comments last week. Um, but, but, I, but I will say this. I will say this. I don't know how you question the desire of a guy who last year became the point man for all players in the Big Ten. To play. Got it. Got all these players to sign a petition uh, for Kevin Winston that they wanted the season to go on safely. And I don't know how you question a guy's desire when he takes as big a hit as he might ever take the rest of his football career, misses one snap against Clemson, beats Trevor Lawrence and throws touch- four touchdown passes the rest of the way. I, you know, so so again, you hear some things around draft time every year. Some things you just have to say, you know, I don't care if this is a guy I trust. I just simply don't buy it, and I am not buying that Trevor Lawrence has got some questionable desire or, or whatever to be great. Yeah, I mean, to me, Justin Fields um, has got a, a tremendous amount of upside and. Uh, I, I don't know if it's an uh, if it's an Ohio State thing uh, because the last guy that came out of Ohio State and Dwayne Haskins had some issues in the pros, yeah. uh, and and it's just it, again though the the whole conversation you hear um, from evaluators um, and from what you're hearing and what have you, you have no idea sometimes if that's somebody maybe in the middle of the draft 
who's trying to get someone to drop, and then they become, you know, attached to the hip for years to come, and the, possible, play, and the player you know doesn't know that the team did that. negative about that, Rich? What is it? Because if I am calling someone, asking them for an opinion on it, and let's say Team X is picking 17th, mm-hmm. and the, the uh, coach or scout or GM for Team X uh, says, hey, I'm going to plant with as many as my buddies in the media as I can that this guy is lazy and he doesn't work and all that stuff. And then Team X then's pick, then picks Justin Fields. Let me, let me just ask you this. Would, would any of those guys who he, who he planted that with, would they, would they trust him about anything from here on out? I know I wouldn't. So I know that that's a popular conspiracy theorist uh, tool saying that ah, it's a smokescreen just to get you guys to, you know, to, to downgrade him. I, I've not found that to be as common, and I'm not saying it never happens, but I'm not finding that that is as common as some people think it is. But, I mean, you, you, you know, I've, I've been around some combines um, this year where you didn't have one, so th- there's been a f- less of it, Peter. I mean, y- you hear it from scouts who might not even have a say in the room. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. so, so I'd understand that from an actual grocery shopper saying that stuff. I wouldn't trust that person again either. But you hear agents, you hear all sorts of garbage, and 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 that's why you re- rarely hear an analyst say what Dan said publicly, because you know, again, I don't want to uh, source anything or anything like that. But I guess we'll we'll find out um, down down the road here. But Justin yeah. Fields is not he, he's not going to have a very long night in Cleveland, Ohio. I don't think at all. I would be, I so, that would be a shocker I to me. I wouldn't think so. I wouldn't think so. Right. But I do think this, Rich, every year, you know, don't you think this year, and I just talked to Mel Kuyper for my, for my podcast this week, and, and one of the things I, I said to him is, don't you think this year as much as ever that the quarterbacks are getting pushed up the board? Yeah, why is that? And some potentially really great players obviously are getting pushed down the board. Right. So it, it, that's why I think this draft is really going to be a lot of fun because what if, what if Kyle Pitts, who, who uh, some people think might be the best tight end to ever come out in the draft, what if he gets picked 10th or 11th or 12th? I'm not saying he will. I doubt he will. He might get picked third or fourth or, or I mean, fourth maybe, but, uh, but, some things are going to happen in this draft that I think are going to, because everybody is just obsessed with the draft now, I think some things are going to happen in this draft that will take your breath away. I can't wait, Peter King. I can't wait. Um, before I let you go, Peter, we're having a debate here on the show. Um, would you rather, if you knew your team was going to lose, the team you're rooting for, whether it is your alma mater, Ohio, or it's the Red Sox or anything like that, and a team that you're emotionally invested in, if you knew – that they were going to lose. Would you rather lose like Houston did over the weekend and getting blown out by Baylor, or would you rather lose like UCLA where you were in it, you had a chance to knock off potentially the eventual champion and prevent that champion from being undefeated? And Absolutely. You don't have to even have to finish the question. Absolutely, like UCLA. And I'll just tell you a quick story. The last field hockey game my daughter Mary Beth played in, uh, in New Jersey – they were in the state semifinals. They were really, really good. And they lost right at the end of the game. And 
They went farther than anybody thought, uh, and 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 they lost a heartbreaking game. And that night, she's home, she's crying, and she's so sad. And I just said to her, "Hey, Mary Beth, listen, you know, all of your friends, so many of your friends, are sitting at home. They're just they're on the computer. They're living their life. They're they're fine. They're happy. Whatever." And you are in agony right now. But you know what you had? You had incredibly great moments with this team in the playoffs this year, in the state playoffs. Plus, you know, you've had it this way for four years playing this sport that you love. So, I mean, aren't you happy that you had those experiences? And it's like, if I'm a UCLA fan, I mean, we were down by double digits in the second half to Michigan State in a play-in game. We lost four straight before the tournament. We, we weren't positive we were getting in the tournament. And then we have all these incredible games and play these overtime games and win. That is what sports is about. I know your heart is broken today after getting that shot that beat you, but what a game, what an incredible game, and what a performance you guys put on. I absolutely would rather lose in an agonizing fashion. Peter, appreciate that. Peter, Aaron Boone, brother. Like, come on. You don't <laughs> want to get ripped that one, out. That's a little bit of a different story. No, it's, no, not. it's not. It's, it's the, the same. same. It's the same. He's saying it's, it's the, the same. same. No, the, reason, the reason that that's a different story is that whole playoff thing with Grady Little and Pedro. That just pissed me off. No, but his point is would you rather just be down 10 nothing in the first and you don't have any yeah. of that forevermore? That's what he's wondering. But but that was that was we look, the Red Sox lost that year because they were horrendously managed. Okay? And so I, I hey look, that that night I was just angry. <laughs> I, I wasn't I didn't if uh, it was 11 nothing or if it's the Aaron Boone walk off I mean, I don't care. I just, I just was so angry about what what happened. So anyway, despondent Peter King sends us out the door. Thanks for the call, Peter. Appreciate it. We'll chat All right, soon. Guys, see you there later. You There's Peter King. He made my point and your point too. All right, we'll take a break. When we come back. We we hail a national champion that was crowned over the weekend. We're back in a second. I'm Alex Rodriguez, and I'm Jason Kelly from Bloomberg. This is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and, not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show, everybody. Back here on our uh, on our radio and uh, television simulcast. Peter King and Jim Nance. The third hour is all for you, everybody. 844-204-RICH. If you're on hold, please stay on hold. We'll take really? your calls you- then. Um, uh, watch Stanford and Arizona 
win the uh, play for the national championship game in uh, San Antonio. Um, all Pac-12 women's college basketball championship game. That? that was a tight one down at the end. Um, congratulations to Stanford winning for the first time in damn near three decades. And you know the rules that sent the 49ers on the road due to COVID, as you know. Um, Palo Alto, California, right around the the, uh, the corner from from um, Santa Clara. Uh, that put Stanford on the road for 10 weeks. Mm-hmm. They have not been home in home. They have not been back together at home. 10 weeks. The and ro- they won it all. The road warriors. Unbelievable run and story and congratulations to them and and all i could think of was this is watching the parents in the stands celebrate you know and coach you know vanderveer now the all-time leader in uh in wins right for uh coaches passing pat summit and she cuts down the nets in this in this tournament in this world and they're winning it all i mean it's just an incredible story but i i couldn't help but think you know, watching the parents celebrate. And now that I have a daughter and just thinking what that must mean for the girl moms and girl dads in those stands there. And certainly for Stanford. And I I understand they feel the same way about sons and what have you, but I I just, it kind of sit there and that, that the, the rides, the, the, the chauffeuring their kids to all of the, High schools and you know and yeah. and youth games and everything that goes into it and all the crap that they must have heard about it's just a girl you know and and for them to win it all for them to get this moment for their daughters to be celebrating being champions and on top of all of it they go to Stanford. I right. thought to myself, yeah, man. I mean, Incredible. obviously it's great for the coach and the program and for the athletes. I just thought like that has to be as a parent, yeah. one of the great, like, okay. Equally satisfying. They also go to Stanford. Right. And that awesome. some of, some of these ladies may not make it to the WNBA. They might not make it professionally. They may not be able to make a profession out of this. But now they go into the real world as champions and have that ability to stand tall. I, it just blew me away. The whole story from start to finish. Ten weeks on the road. Oh. Ten weeks away. I mean, I I just remember, and again, I know they're kids and I know their staff or what have you, but I remember, remember the 49ers organization telling me when they were going to go on the road for like two weeks, three weeks, and potentially not be back for Christmas, that they were telling their families, I may not be home for Christmas. Kids were crying and what have you. I mean, the, the upheaval. And then you're you're yeah. still Zooming in Stanford. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, yeah. to go to school. It's no joke. That is one of the most incredible runs. You know, Arizona beat UConn, and and and, and was, I know that they were yeah, a remarkable epic. run too. Yeah. And I, I I send my congratulations to the to the runners up who just missed it, just missed it, just missed it, bouncing UConn as well, significant. Yeah. Um, well, so know, also, Rich, with Stanford, you know, back to back their final four games, they beat 
Arizona. I mean, they won their first game by a point against South Carolina. South Carolina, right. two layups missed at within one point five seconds that South Carolina could have won the game, and mm-hmm. they missed them. So Stanford gets that, and then they go to the national title game and win that by a point after the team misses a last second shot. They're, they they were champions, man. They were champions of of college basketball, and congratulations to Stanford. 844-204-RICH is the number to dial here on the show. We'll take your phone calls in hour number three. Um, I'll give Chris Brockman another moment to pound the table for what I think is a, uh, a, I guess, minority opinion based on our poll question right now. You two guys over there, you'd rather get blown out. No, thank you. Exactly. It was nice of Peter to play both sides. Yeah. (laughs) What, Peter King? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Play both sides. I know. He played both sides of it. Kind of like Del Tufo in the whole uh, April Fool's thing with uh, Strahan. Whoa. <laughs> whoa, whoa, Shots fired, everybody. <laughs> 844-204-RICH, number to dial here on this busy Monday in, Jul- in uh, the first week of April. <laughs> 